0: It's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being, even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, You can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com, scroll all the way down, and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said, in which we talk all about some stuff that has been bugging me. When people come up to me now, uh, as strangers, the first thing they comment on is my hair. And usually they say, I wish I could do that. There's some variation on, that's cool and I wish I could do that, is what most people say. At least the chicks, the dudes don't say that as much. And it's usually old ladies, actually that are the most enthusiastic about my hair. And I say, you can do this, too. It's really, you just go to my girl Jodi at Privé salon, like, we're, we're within five miles of her right now. You tell her I sent you, and you go and do the thing. And they say they can't. The truth is, they can. They've curated their lives, though, to act as if they can't. So they've given, taken away permission from themselves to do something that's fucking awesome and rad. And I'm just going to remind you of some things that you might have taken away permission from yourself to do and bring you back to the place where like, oh yeah, I don't have to, I, I can do that and I don't have to fucking do that. Because I think we could all use these reminders of like, yeah, you're right, I don't have to do that. And today, I got a blazer. I'm totally wearing a fucking blazer for the first time in like a decade. Because in my mind, blazers had to be a solid color and uh, tight-fitting and made of uncomfortable polyester. And uh, kind of miserable, and I found one that's made of uh, basically just, like, flowers through up. Uh, it's stretchy, you can do ninja kicks in it, and it's got peplum uh, as a seam, which means that it's longer in the back. Uh, it's tight around the bosoms. Uh, it's also longer in the back, shorter in the front. It's, uh, it's a little bit of a mullet. It's a fucking party, really. It's a party blazer. So I decided a long time ago that blazers suck, and then, oh wait, no, actually... I just needed to change my concept of blazers. So your life is like that and let's get into it first You don't have to watch the news not ever not once not for any reason at all ever The truly important things will find you Right, okay, you're not gonna miss another 9-11 because you're not watching the news that will find you somehow the other stuff that isn't as important that's that's not going to affect your life in any way It's not necessary to watch it. The news hurts me physically because I'm an empath. So watching people suffer or respond to suffering or talk about other people's responses to suffering causes me suffering. But that is a waste of energy and of feels. Like, I have chosen my causes. I have donated my tens of thousands of dollars thousands of dollars to charity, I have helped those causes and am helping those causes as much as I can, and me watching a reporter outline the details of another shooting in Philadelphia does absolutely no one any good. No one is, is done any favors through that. Likewise you don't have to keep up with the 24-hour news cycle by other means. The latest current events steal my energy and often tip me into hopelessness. I choose to keep my hope by avoiding the day-to-day disasters unfolding around the globe. I choose to do my work every day because that's where my efforts can make the most impact. You don't have to respond to every email you receive. An answered email typically leads to another answered email and back and forth and back and forth until, oh dear god, make it stop. So if someone wants something from me but they've clearly copied and pasted my name into some sort of an email that's of no interest to me and that's not actually for me, it's just copied and pasted, I delete the email. No awkward response required. The same goes if a client sends a bunch of emails in a row, I answer once every 24 hours because boundaries. Most emergencies either work themselves out or really aren't emergencies in the first place. You also don't have to respond to every text message you receive in case your clients are chronic texters. Yeah, no, you teach people how to treat you. You teach people that if you respond within a minute, then they're going to expect responses within a minute. And if you just teach them, like, dude, I'm I'm sometimes near my phone occasionally, and I'll get back to you eventually maybe, they ease up on their expectations because you've taught them that. That's important. You don't have to be on any social media platform you don't enjoy. I quit Twitter years ago because it was, just drove me insane and I hated it. I quit Pinterest a few months ago, and we're talking about like 5,000 followers on Pinterest, so not like a small number, but fuck it, I don't want to do it anymore. It was sucking me into the perfection porn hole, which perfection porn is when you wish for a better or a brighter or a shinier life, instead of living the one that you have right now. So go on, quit a platform, quit two, quit three, quit them all if you want. You're going to have to find other ways to feed your business if it currently relies on them. So you want to make that transition slowly, depending on how dependent on them you are. But there's no need to take part in a platform you despise. Unless you have a corporate job that requires you to wear not floral fun blazers. You don't need to be on LinkedIn, motherfuckers. Come on now. The same goes for Twitter. Like, um, Twitter's for dudes. Sorry. Like, if you love Twitter, awesome. Um, I've never met a woman that loves Twitter. I've met people that participate, sure, but the dudes that fucking love it are dudes. So cool, you can have it, it's okay. You don't have to join Periscope. Holy shit, you don't, like it's all the buzz right now and people are trying to sell you courses and webinars and classes about how to use it. But I I sat down with a past client and a present client and we honestly assessed tried to think of a time in which we would use or open Periscope as humans. Not as business owners, but as just humans, consumers, and we couldn't think of one. I'm not on Periscope. I don't like superfluous apps. I despise video. Despise. So why in the fuck would I want to join a platform based on live video? I don't. I don't. I don't want to interact with people that are live streaming their lives from their gym class. No, that sounds terrible. You don't have to go to that event, really, you don't. That networking thing, or that party you're invited to, or that open house you're dreading, don't fucking go. Use that time to fill your own well however you see fit, Netflix and chill. But don't let obligation drag you to shit you hate. Because while you're there, you'll hate it, and if you're trying to build your business while you hate life, it's not going to go very well. You don't have to follow a formula for your business or your life. My mom shakes her head every time she sees me, begging me to go back to normal hair. When she does this, I threaten to make it rainbow, which is a variation she hates even more than pink, and she sighs quietly. She doesn't understand why I don't go to mass every Sunday, why I swear, why people pay me for services when clearly I don't own enough professional clothing, or how I can sell books on the internet, or how I sell anything on the internet, truth be told my life is a mystery to her it doesn't follow her formula but it's my life your life requires explanation to no one so your mom disapproves of your child rearing techniques or sighs every time you mention your job so what it is your freaking life the same goes for those old ladies at the diner who don't understand your glittery fashion choices or your partner who doesn't understand why you aren't just doing x to make more money instead of doing the thing you're doing, or the colleagues who look at you funny when you tell them you deleted Periscope from your fucking phone, and no, you are not going to download it right now just to see this one funny video they watched this morning. Your life is your life. You don't have to listen to any one individual's voices, opinions, thoughts, or convictions. This thing you're doing where you listen to me, it's optional. If my words make you want to stab your eyes out or poke kittens with knives or murder baby seals, stop listening! Unsubscribe! Unfollow! It's your job to curate your life. You choose what you let in. You choose your influences. You choose your mentors, your icons, and your gurus. You don't have to trust people simply because they appear to be more successful than you. Success is a moving target that we all define differently. You don't have to listen to her just because she's made millions. You don't have to listen to him just because he seems smart. You don't have to listen to them because they couch their message in vague spiritual terms that you feel bad calling bullshit on. Unsubscribe. Unfollow. If people want you to manifest things, run away as fast as you possibly fucking can. Choose the voices you let into your life consciously and with great care. You don't have to stay in the Facebook groups. They're full of like half strangers to mostly strangers to completely strangers who are throwing energy around like gloppy, wet sand. It's messy, it gets everywhere, and you have no real control of it. You don't have to stay in any group, even if you paid to be a part of it. You don't have to subject yourself to people who make your stomach turn or who make you roll your eyes. Quit, ignore, hold steady boundaries that keep the people you don't like, enjoy, or value out of your life. You don't have to hold on to clients you can't stand. You're well within your rights to fire clients, to treat some better than others because, frankly, you like them better, to lavish some with extra gifts, and to treat others with a level of service that's nice but not extravagant. You're human. You connect more with some humans than with others. This is normal. You can let go of the clients who drive you crazy because it makes room for clients who aren't nut jobs to make their way into your life. You don't have to put cash in the driver's seat. I know you own a business, so the default is to put cash front and center, only cash makes a piss-poor navigator. Cash doesn't care about what your heart wants or how your soul aches or how making that thing involves no joy and maybe a few grand, so it isn't really worth it. Cash drives you to allegedly safe, stable choices that provide absolutely no fuel for your soul. When you let your business unfold as an expression of your talents, as a measure of faith in the future, and as an exclamation point to show off what you stand for, shit changes. You go all in. You find ways to make magic happen. And the cash shows up. You meet clients you adore instead of clients who simply exchange money for services. And the cash shows up. You make connections with your fellow humans that simply aren't possible when you view them as a transaction on the way to your six or seven figure earnings goals. You don't have to give cash the final say. That tiny voice within you that whispers about what you love, what you want, and how you want your life to unfold deserves a fucking listen. Spend some time with that voice. Ask it what to get rid of, and who to get rid of, and how to get rid of it, because sometimes it seems impossible. Ask that voice to show you the next thing, to lead you to the next person, and to help you see the next step. Now go, unfollow, unsubscribe, quit, undo, ignore, make space for more good in your life. That's what curating is all about. Make space for more good in your life. Now go on, make some space. And if you want to talk to me or be like, hey, I don't like what you said there about the word manifesting. Dude, don't send me that comment. I, I don't... like it's. If you are like the world's best, most conscious manifester of manifesting, you probably don't like this. So just unfollow or unsubscribe me. It's okay. Otherwise, all of your other opinions or questions, or like, hey, can you talk more about that or that or that or that? Dude, talk to me! Brandcamponline at gmail.com. I'm also on the Instagrams, because I like it there, at kkelp, which is K-K-A-L-P. And I'm always at braincampblog.com, where you can go for the magic, the mystery, and the wonder. And if you haven't yet joined the Fuck Yeah Club, dude, it's fucking free. It's fucking awesome. When I send you a book, get on it. Braincampblog.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Ka-bing, kabang, kabang, boom. We are done for this week. I'll see you next week, friend. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different.